the Mishnah. A Ptsuadaka and a Krus Shafra, although Osir to marry a native born Bas Yisrael, are Mutter to marry a Gieres and a Shifcha Mishukhreres. And the Gemara says, they didn't accept Gerim in the time of Shleim HaMelech, because these Gerim were not Lishma, they just wanted to be Eile Lishulchan Melachem, the Mishnah. A Ger from Amain and Moev cannot marry into the Kahal Hashem forever, but a woman Amaini, Mayavi, can marry immediately after converting. A Mitzri and a Daimi from Esav are only permitted to marry into Kahal Yisrael after three generations, and women are also included in this Takana. According to Reb Shimon, the Kevis are Mutter immediately, of course, only if they convert. And the Gemara says, the reason Amain and Mayav are Osir to marry into Klal Yisrael is because they didn't offer Bnei Yisrael food and water when they were traveling from Yitzias Mitzrayim. Asher like Kidmu Eschem Belechem Uvamayim. I once heard, it's a very big question here, because they just didn't give Klal Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael, food and water, that's a reason they shouldn't be able to marry into Klal Yisrael. That seems like a very big Chumrah not to allow them to marry. So I once heard of Teretz, since Avram Avinu saved Lot, their entire being of Amun and Moab in this world was rooted in the Hakaris Hatayv towards Avram Avinu. So they should have definitely come to the aid of Klal Yisrael with Lechem and Mayim as a minimal level of Hakaris Hatayv. Since they didn't have Hakaris Hatayv and the value of Hakaris Hatayv is so critical and they were mevatel, the whole fact and the whole thing that saved their nation and their lives, we don't allow them to marry into B'nai Yisrael. Tafayin Zayin. Any Talmud Chacham who teaches a halacha before a Maisa, then we believe him. If not, then he might be considered an Agea Bedover. The Pasuk in Tilam, Kapitel Memhei, called Kavayda Bas Melech Penima, the honor of a daughter of a king is to stay inside the palace. Therefore, we couldn't hold anything against the female members of Ammon and Moav, since they couldn't really come out and bring food and water to Bnei Yisrael. That's why they're Mutter Lavai Bekal Hashem, but only the men are Osir. According to Reish Lakish, just like if a Kayin Gadol marries an Almana, the daughter is Asula Kahuna, so too if a Ger Mitzri marries a Bas Yisrael, the daughter is Asura. According to Rabbi Yechanan, the daughter is Mutter. And this is how we pass it. A Mamzer is Asur to marry a Bas Yisrael forever. Tafayim Ches. Rabbi Yechanan says if a father was a second generation Mitzri, a Mitzri Sheni, and the mother was a first generation Mitzri, the child will follow the status of the father. So he'll be considered a Mitzri Shlishi, and he can marry into Klal Yisrael. As we see from Masech the Kedushin, as long as there was no Avera, the child will generally follow the father, like we see Kohen Levi Yisrael. The other Shita in Rabbi Yechanan says, we go after the mother, Lahachmer, here, since we say, Uber Yerach Imay. Rava says, a Nachri who was pregnant when she became a Gieras, her child does not need a special tefillah, but is automatically considered Jewish. This is since we say Minatayra, there is a chatzitza and rave of the person, and she's not makpit about it. The tefillah is kosher. Mir this is still considered a chatzitza. This is even if you hold uber, lab, yerach, imay. The Mishnah. Mamzerim and Nisinim, these are from the seven nations that were in Eskairim in the days of Yehoshua, the Givainim. They're also forever. This is both the Zacharim and the Nekevis. And the Gemara says, Rishlakish learns, Mamzerus, Nekevis, are mutter after ten generations. The Gemara says when there was a major famine occurring amongst Klal Yisrael, David HaMelech asked the Urim Tumim why this was happening. And it answers that this was because Shal wasn't masbid properly. He, when he died, they didn't uh, be masbid for him properly. And that Shal killed the Givainim unnecessarily. The sons of Shal were punished for the Chatoim of their father. 
The Gemara says it was David HaMelech who made the Gzera that Givainim cannot be part of Klal Yisrael from the time of the after of the Bate Mikdashim. Meish Rabbeinu asked them for the time before that. The Mishnah, as background. If the dead brother is a Saras, or the Yavam is a Saras, i.e. they can't have children, or if the Yavama is an Eilonis, she can't have children, then the Mitzvah of Yibam does not apply. And the Mishnah says, depending on if they were born that way, or became incapable of having children later on, there are variations on this Halacha. But in general, both a Saras and an Eilonis are Lecha Letzis Misyavemes. And if they give Chalitza anyways, the woman is not usher to marry a Kayan. But if he does Yibam and has Bia, she is usher to a Kayan, since this was considered a B.S. Zunus. And the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Akiva, we treat Chayvi Lavin the same way we treat Chayvi Krisus. According to Rabbi Akiva, even if a person was a Saras later in life, as long as at one time he wasn't a Saras, he is kosher to do Yibam. And a child can be born as a Saras at birth, which is called a Swiss Chama, if his mother experienced too much heat while she was pregnant. She experienced a lot of heat, then there's a Sakana, and the child might come to be born as a Saras Chama. Basil says if a Zohar was 13 years old and didn't bring Shneisimanim, two hairs, we consider him, we consider to, that he remains a cut until he brings Shneisimanim. If he reaches age 20 and he still didn't bring Shneisimanim and he shows Simanim of Saras, we consider him a Saras. The same halacha is applied to a girl, i.e. regarding if she's an islandess, that age 12 and 20 are the key ages. According to Basil, the age is not 20, but rather 18. For a girl it's 18, for a boy it's 20. A Saras is excluded from the halachas of Ben Umaira, since that period lasts only three months after Bar Mitzvah, and since he had no simanim of godless, he's excluded, because he's never really in that first three months after Bar Mitzvah. A child normally will only live if he was born after seven months, or after nine months, not if he lives for a period of eight months. However, any child, once he lives for 30 days after he's born, He's considered a ben kayama, irregardless of whether he was born after seven, nine, or eight months. The Gemara says a saris is identified by the fact that if he grows no hair on his face, his voice doesn't mature, and his urine doesn't produce a foam, amongst other possible things. I.e., these are things that don't show that he's a guttle. And an islandess is a woman who is missing the simanam that proves she's a mature woman. And finally, the Gemara says, just as an islandess is bide shamayim, one who was born that way, so is a Saras. Daf the Mishnah. A Kain who was born as a Saras, if he marries a Bas Yisrael, she is mutter to eat Shuma. The Gemara says the Chiddush of this Mishnah is that I would think only someone who is capable of having children is Mechuyev to give his wife Shuma, Kamash Milan, even a Kain Saras who cannot have children, still is Mechuyev to give his wife Shuma. Rish Lakas says, although a Kain Adroginus can give his wife Shuma, he can't give her to eat from the Chaz of Ishaik, the breast and the leg from the Shlamin. According to Rabbi Yesi Reb Shimon, he can give her the Chaza Vishayk. The Gemara says, Truma becomes Batal Bameya, but if it's a Dabr Shabbaminion, something that you can count, that it's not Batal, if it is an Iser, the Iser is Midaraisa. We know when a prohibited substance, something which is Osir, gets mixed into something which is permitted, Dabr which is Mutter, we generally follow the principle of Bitul Baraiv, which means that the minority component assumes the status of the majority component. Therefore, if the prohibitive substance only constitutes a minority, a little bit of the mixture, and the complete mixture becomes mutter because it's batal b'raif. The Rabbanan, however, enacted certain exceptions to this rule. They said that a substance of substantial importance retains its identity even though it is the minority and therefore does not become batal. 
the degree of importance and significance necessary is subject to discussion and debate in the Gemara. We know that there are many exceptions to the rule of Bittl Barayv, and in fact there are many instances where something can't become batal at all. Chametz Pesach, Chaticha Royuli Skabed, Davar Shiyeshle Matiran, etc. The Gemara here says that a piece of carbon chatas meat, which is forbidden to a non-kayin, does not become batal if it gets mixed into many other pieces of ordinary meat, chulin meat. Taisvis explains that a piece of meat is considered ru'uyil iskabit, it's something very chashev. Thus, having the required de- degree of importance to disallow bitl baraif, because it's very chashev. Taisvis further explains that although the chatas meat itself is actually not considered ru'uyil iskabit, since it's only allowed to be by kahanim, in the base of Mikdash, nevertheless, it cannot become batal since subsequent to it becoming bottle in the ordinary meat, it will become then ruili skavit. The Taz thus deduces from this that the criterion for determining the importance and significance of an item in regard to its feasibility to become bottle is dependent on its status, which it assumes subsequent to the bitl barayv. The Trumas Hadashan rules that a Hanukkah candle, once you reserve it for the purpose of the mitzvah, you take it out of the box, you say, now I'm going to use this to light Hanukkah from it, at that point it's prohibited for a non-mitzvah use. It cannot become batal if at that point it becomes mixed into ordinary candles since it is an item of substantial significance, as the Gemara refers to it, darkai limanais. The Taz, however, in accordance with his deduction from Taisus, which we said before, maintains that although the Hanukkah candle presently is an item of importance, nevertheless it can become batal since subsequent to the bitl it will assume the status of ordinary candles and will no longer be regarded as an item of significance. Later on it's not chashev anymore. Okay. Further on in the Gemara, there's a machlekes if truma bizman hazeh is midaraisa, as Rabbi Echanan says, or truma bizman hazeh is midarabanan, as Rish Lakish says. Rabbi Yehuda holds min biminai is not batal, but the Chachamim hold min biminai is batal. If something is a davar sheyesh matirin, eventually it will become mutter. As we know, for example, beya shenolda biyantif, beya which is comes out on yantif. So right now it's nailit. So it's also on Yantav, but later on after Yantav it's Mutter. So we say, Afilu be'elaf lo'ibato. Because we say, Atsha techlena be'iser, techlena be'heter. What do you have to eat it right now that it's Asr? Wait till it becomes Mutter, and then you can eat it. The Gemara says, we learn in Seder Eilam that Klal Yisrael has two Yerushas in Eretz Yisrael. One in the time of Yehoshua, and one in the time of Ezra, Binyan Bayashenim. But they don't require a third Yerusha for La'asid Lavai, since the Yerusha Shniya by Ezra has Kedusha even today. We say that that refers to today. So according to this, Truma, even Bizman Hazeh, is Minatayra. The Gemara says if a mikvah has exactly 40 saw of water in it, we know that a mikvah needs 40 saw, but let's say it has exactly that, therefore it's kosher, and then he pours in one saw of juice, and then he pours out one saw from the mix. So when he poured in one saw of juice, it had 41 saw. Now he poured out one saw, out. So now it's got exactly 40 saw. However, mixed into that is a little bit of juice. So the question is, is it kosher or not? The Gemara says the mikvah remains kosher, since the juice, when it was first poured in, was bottled to the water. Now it becomes bottle. It doesn't matter what happens afterwards. As long as when you take out from it, there's still 40 saw left, the juice that had gotten poured in was bottle anyway. Therefore, the mikvah remains kosher. The Gemara says a man who is mishkab zachar, is chayev skila. But if a zachar is sheikhev within a dragonist, which is a suffix zachar, suffix nekeva, it's a machlekes if he's mechoyev once for skila, or mishteh mekoymes. Rabbi Yaisi says an adragonist is a Bria Bifne Atzmai, and the Chachamim couldn't decide if he is a Zachar or a Nekema, versus a Tumtum where he, his Aver is just covered, so you can't tell whether he's a Zachar or a Nekema. 
30 days before a Shemitah year begins, one should already stop planting. And if he did plant, he must uproot it. Rabbi Yehuda says three days before he has to stop planting. Shimon Rabbi Yehuda says, say two weeks before is the period he has to stop planting, because that's as long as it takes for it to begin growing. The Gemara says a woman can only become a Zava if the blood comes because of herself, not if it comes as a result of the pressure of labor from the birth of a child, which is referred to as Dam Kaishi. And this hardship of labor can happen as far as 40 to 50 days before birth, and then the blood is matter, it doesn't make her Asr as a Zava. This is the Shita of Rameir. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's up to 30 days. According to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, it's two weeks. And if she sees blood, Dam Kaishi, it won't be her, and it will not make her a Zava. It's interesting to point out that the Dam, however, is blood during her Yemei Nidus. We know that there are seven Yemei Nidus and eleven Yemei Zivus. If it happens during the Yemei Zivus and it happens as a result of the childbirth, and depending on this period, according to this Machlaikis, she does not become Tame. By shaking if the blood that she sees as a result of childbirth is during her Shiva Yemei Nidus, then she does become a Nida, no matter what the source is, whether it becomes from the child or from herself. The Gemara says a person cannot ask for something that he doesn't own. He cannot use someone else's wine, for example, for Rabbi Dezara, pour it, and then say it should, it should become Asr as, as Yayin Esach. It doesn't belong to him. According to Rav Simai, if a Zachar was Ba on an Androgynous, he is Chayv Misa from Mishnei Mekayimus. The Gemara says an animal which is an Androgynous cannot become Kaddish to be a carbon. According to the Rambam, an Androgynous as a person is a Suffolk Yish, Suffolk Yisha. But an animal which is an androgynous cannot become a, cover, a carbon, so we don't know if it's a zachar or a nekeva. According to Rashi and Taisvis, the androgynous is considered a vaday zachar, but an animal androgynous cannot be used as a carbon either. And finally, the Gemara says an animal, which is yoytzedaifen, tumtum, or androgynous, cannot become a carbon, cannot become kaddish, and cannot become kaddish even via a tamura. This marks the end of this parak. Now let's begin the ninth parak, Yesh Mutares, Daf Peidalar, the Mishnah. This Mishnah is basically a review of previous they learned halachas. There are some women who are permitted to the husband, but also to their yavam, i.e. their brother-in-law, after their husband dies. For example, she marries a Kayin Hedyet, and he dies, and the brother is a Kayin Gadol. So since Almanal a Kayin Gadol is Asr, he can't make Yibam to her. Some are Asr to the husband, but Mutter to the yavam. For example, a Kayan married a Chalola, which is usher to him, since Chalol is usher to a Kayan, and he dies, and the brother is a Chalol, so he can make Yibam, since a Chalol is mutter, to marry a Chalola. Also, there are some cases where the Yavama is usher to both the husband and the Yavam. The Mishnah also lists cases that involve Shniyais, those Arayas that are only usher Midrabana, for example, a granddaughter. A child born from a Shniyais relationship is legitimate, and can marry into Kal Yisrael, and is not considered a Mamzer. However, in Shniyais, Bezdin forces the couple to get a divorce, and the woman loses her right to ksuba money. However, in cases of Isra Daraisa, like Mamzer, the woman does not lose her ksuba money, since we say, Divrei Taira Einam Trichem Chizuk. Rather, when we're dealing with Isurim Darabanan, those are the ones that need Chizuk. And the Gemara says, It is the original marriage that determines whether or not we do Yiba. Although a male Kayin cannot marry a woman Chalala, but a female Kayhanes can marry a Chal. She over here says, in general, it's better, it's preferable for a Kayan to marry a Bas Kayan versus marrying a Bas Yisrael. The Gemara says men and women get the same punishments if they're Ayvarani Surim that everyone is Chayavan. The Minchas Chinuch says that a mitzvah says Shazman Grama, a woman, of course, is Paterin because she's Paterin in general. In the time of Ezra, there were ten 
types of people that came up from Babel, including the Kohanim, the Levium, the Israelim, and the Givainim. A Yavamus Ksuba is paid for out of the estate of her first husband, not the Yava. The Gemara says if an Almana marries a Kain Gado, or a Grusha Vachalutza marry a Kain Hedyot, even though these are Osur Midaraisa, the husband still has a Chiyav in Ksuba, but he does not have a Chiyav Mizainus. However, for Shniyais, these are the Isurim, the Ervester Abanan, as we mentioned before, he doesn't give her a Ksuba. We're more machmer by Shniyais than by the Araises, because we say, Divrei Taira Enim Trichem Chizuk, Divrei Saifrim Trichem Chizuk. Ha'isha writes Ali Nasei Yaisir Ma'ish. In general, a woman has a desire to get married more than a man has a desire to get married. And the Gemara says, a man, if a man divorces a woman, he can return to her as long as she hasn't married someone else. When she does, however, it's Osir. If, however, he is Machsu Grushase at this time, there is a question if she gets a Ksuba or not. The next Mishnah. A Bas Yisrael who had Eresen to a Kayin cannot eat Truma until Nesuin. If she married a Kayin and he died, as long as she had a child from him, she can continue to eat Truma but not if she was just pregnant before he died. Abbas Yisrael, who fell to Yibam to Akain, can only eat Truma after Yibam. Abbas Kain can eat Truma from her father's house until she makes Erisin to Yisrael. The same halachas apply vis-a-vis Abbas Yisrael to a levi regarding Meiser Shani. Dachpevav. Rameir says you give Truma to Akain and Meiserishin to a levi for the purposes of eating. Others hold that even Akain can eat Meiser. My serishan, however, is not allowed to be eaten by a czar. If a person eats tevel, i.e. something that truma was not taken off of, then he's chay of misa. The Gemara says we never give a woman a chalik of miser by the grain silo. And the Gemara asks, why was there once a takana made that levium could not eat miser due to a knas? And the Gemara answers, either since the levium didn't join Ezra when they went up to the Bayashani, or in order to provide Kohanim with food when they're tame and they couldn't eat truma. And so a Kayin is like an Ani at that point, so he gets sort of like a Maeser Shani, which is kind of like Maeser Ani. At the beginning, Shaitrim, who were the Dayanim for Mamanus, were only appointed from the Levium. After this Knas, in the days of Ezra, we only appointed Shaitrim from Yisraelim, not from the Levium. The Mishnah. Abbas Yisrael, who has Nesuin to a Kayin, can eat Truma. If she now marries a Levi, she cannot eat Truma, but she can eat Maeser. If from either marriage she has a child and her husband dies, she can continue with her married rights. For example, if she was married to a Kain, she can now continue eating Truma. But once the child dies, she goes back to the status of her father's house. So if her father was a Kain, she can eat Truma. But if her father was a Yisrael, she has to stop eating Truma. Once a girl leaves her father's house, he cannot be made for neder for her anymore. Abbas Kain, who returns to her father's house, she can return to eating Truma, but she cannot return to eating the Chaza, the Shaykh parts of the Karban Shlom. Once a woman has a child, even if he immediately died after birth, there is no din of Yibam, since we say that Taira, according to the Taira, Derachah Darchenayam, Techol Nesivay Seha Shalom. All the halachas that come from the Taira are done in a very nice way to treat people well. Therefore, this halacha applies. This marks the end of this parak. Now let's begin the tenth parak, Ha'isha Rabbah, the Mishnah. A woman whose husband went to another country, and then someone came and told her that her husband died, and she went and married a new husband, which is, of course, mutter to her. Then later, her husband came back. In other words, she found out she made a mistake. She went, went and married someone, Alpita's aide, and now she found out that her husband, in fact, didn't die, but her husband is really alive. As background to this, we know that the Chachamim were mekel and allowed even one aide as a witness to a woman to tell her that her husband died, which would then allow her to marry someone else. 
if this in fact happens and her husband now suddenly returns and she found out she made a mistake, then we say Teitse Mize Umize. She has to now divorce both of them, both the original husband who came back and the new person that she married under the pretenses that she thought that her first husband had died. Not only that, she gets no ksuva from either of them, and neither of them is mechuyev to give her mezayinus either. So there are a lot of significant amount of, of, um, of losses here. These are all due to knasim. We want to make sure that the woman is very careful before she marries a second husband. Therefore, the chachamim were mesaka, that even though we allowed an eid echad to testify, to allow her to marry a second man, she has to be very careful in doing that, because if she does make the mistake, she has these very big knasim. So we want her to check out very well. Also, if children are born from either of these, people now, they're considered mamzerim. Rabbi Yaisi says, even though we apply all these knasim to her, but she does get ksubamani anyway. And the Gemara says, although normally we need two edim to establish a testimony, typically, and anything else, in a case of a possible dead husband, we need only one aid. And in fact, not only is one aid good, even aid me aid is good. If one aid hears from another aid, that's considered as if we have the proper aidus, and the woman is allowed to marry someone else. This, of course, was very Nagea, for example, during the Second World War, where there were people in concentration camps, and many people didn't realize who was Nifter, who was not Nifter, who was alive, and who was not. So sometimes things came from one witness to another, where one person had heard from somebody else that that person's husband had died. They were matir in those kinds of cases that the woman should be able to remarry. Daf Pechas. How can we believe one aid? We know that there's a question of Averba here. And we say, Ein Dover Sheba Erba Pachas Mi We know that normally, we always have to have two Edom. So here, surely, where there's a question of Erva, we surely need two Edom. So how do we allow one aid in this kind of a case? So the Gemara answers, sometimes we're Mekel if it isn't Ischazek Yisura, or if it's Biyada Lesakna. The conclusion why we're Mekel for her with only one aid is because we say Mishum Iguna Ikilu because we're afraid of Aguna, so that a woman shouldn't be left perpetually unmarried for the rest of her life. The Chachamim were Mekel, they had Rachmanas on her, therefore they allowed one aid. The Ritva learns that even though we have no Pasuk for this, we can be Mekel with one aid, since we assume the woman will make a very thorough investigation, because she's afraid of all the Knasim that we mentioned before. Plus, we have the Eid Echad, who said this testimony, and this Eid Echad is exceptionally credible, since he's very apprehensive to falsify the husband's death, in fear that his lie is likely to become exposed to his great embarrassment. If the husband actually comes back later on, he's going to be very embarrassed, and he's going to be exposed that he said false testimony as soon as the husband comes back. Therefore, it's like we're star of the fact that we have one aide who's very careful. With all the investigation that the wife makes, that's equal to two aidim. That's like two aidim. That's why we allow aid echad in this kind of a case. The Neid Yehuda asserts that the Ritva's reasoning that we just mentioned only applies to a witness that is giving an eyewitness account of the husband's death, i.e. he's a full aid. He reasons that a witness who only repeats somebody else's testimony, that it's aid me aid, which before we said is considered like two aidim, that doesn't have the same strength here, and that would not be good, because ADPA doesn't have the same hesitation about lying, since the husband's reappearance would not expose him as an outright liar, like you would have if one aide came. He can easily say, you know what, I didn't lie, I heard it from somebody else, therefore what do you want from me? Hence, the Naidi Bihuda maintains that ADPA does not have the same credibility as Mamish and Aid in itself, and that wouldn't be good. That would only be valid mid But really, in that kind of a case, you would need two aid. So the only time an aid echad is good is if it's mamish the aid himself. Rashi in Gitten and in Sakta Shabbos, learns that the reason we're makel in this kind of a case with one witness is due to the klal of kol ha-mekadesh adaiti the Rabbanan mekadesh. 
When a man says, Harayat Mikudeshes Li Batabazu Kedas Meishav Yisrael, the words Kedas Meishav Yisrael mean only to the extent that the Chachamim want to see his marriage continue. But here, since the Chazal want to be Iker the Kedushim, to prevent her from being an Aguna, we allow the Eid Achad to be good enough also. And the Gemara brings down Rav. The only time we make her leave both husbands is if she relied tak on an Eid Achad. But if she relied on the testimony of two Eidim, then we can be more Mekel and we, do not, we don't give her all of these Knossim. The Gemara says sometimes Eidim can mix up what they actually saw doing something, as we learned by Yosef, that after he grew his beard, his brothers didn't recognize him. Vayakar Yosef es echad v'heim lo hikiruhu. The Gemara says anytime we believe one aid, we consider that one aid to be equivalent to two Eidim. Once an aid, a man, came and established that the husband is dead, even if multiple Eidim came later on and say that he's alive, we still believe the first Eidim over all of those other Eidus. And finally, Gemara says, Machser Grushasai is only Asr if there was Nesuant husband number two, not just Erosim. The reason a man needs to give his wife a Ksuba is to make it hard for him to divorce her. So he'll think twice about doing it. So it shouldn't be just easy, but he should just let go of her. If a person took off truma from cucumbers and he didn't realize that they were bitter, in other words, they were sort of like not that great, so he didn't take off good quality produce for the truma, it still counts as truma anyway. If someone marries a katana, he can't yarshin from her until later on. According to Beishamai, until she's 12 years old. According to Beisilil, until Chuppah. And according to Rebel Yezer, until they have Bia together. If Bezdin wants to take away property from someone, they can. They're allowed to do it, since we say, the Klal of Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. And finally, the Gemara says, a mace mitzvah is a situation where no one is around to bury a dead person, but you end up doing it, so you get credit for mace mitzvah. Daftzadik. A Kain can use Truma Tamea to make Kedushin, which proves that Truma Tamea also has value. That sits on the forehead of a Kain is Meratza, makes atonement for Dam Shenitma and Cholov Shenitma, whether it became Tami B'mezid or became Tame B'shaigi. Sometimes the Rabbanon are Oiker, certain halachas from the Torah. For example, we don't bring a knife into a Rosh Hashanah, even a Rosh Hashanah in order to do Mila on Shabbos, which is really Mechuyav Midaraisa. Or we don't blow a Shaifer on Shabbos because of Egzera the Rabbana. The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, Dab Chavtes Amid Bey, says, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, Chazal said that the Shaifer should only be blown in the Beis Hamikdash or in Bezdin, elsewhere, which includes today, for example. It should not be blown due to the concern that it may lead to carrying on Shabbos in the Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara here explains that the Chazal are authorized to enact a decree which requires one to refrain from filling a mitzvah, Shev Yaltasa. Rabbi Akiva Eger is of the opinion that if one blew the Shaifer on Shabbos, Although he transgressed the Isra of Chazal, who decreed not to blow, nevertheless, he has fulfilled the mitzvah of Shefer anyway. He is of the opinion that the authority of Chazal to be Eikra mitzvah only extends insofar as the rabbinic prohibition forbidding Shefer on Shabbos, but they can't detract from the mitzvah itself of Shefer. Harav Avalchanan Wasserman, Zechorin Levracha, quotes the Rabbeinu Yaina from Brachasdaf Beis, amongst others, who maintain that Chazal were empowered to entirely uproot the mitzvah with their decree. Therefore, when they said that the shaifer shouldn't be blown on Shabbos, they in effect removed the mitzvah. So if a person does take a blow, he doesn't even get the mitzvah of blowing shaifer at all. Finally, the Gemara says sometimes a bezdin or a rav will make certain protective takanas in order to be mischazek the generation if needed. If a shaifer was writing a get in Bavel and he wrote the date of the get according to the Greek king or he made some other mistake, the get is not chal. If the get doesn't have a signature on it, it's also no good and she is responsible since she should have checked it out better. 
Rabbi Akiva Eger learns that in order for a woman to be able to get married, aid me pi aid echot, this aid echot must testify in front of a bezdin, not just simply tell the woman. The Rambam points out that even if it was aid me pi isha me pi evet, it's considered good aidus. And so too, Rabbi Akiva Eger points out that a mailed letter, something which was mailed, would also be considered good aidus. However, if a woman gets married without any aidus, then after that one aid comes, this could create a very big shiloh. So people have to be very careful to wait first for the aid echel to come, then to get married. Tapsadic base. If Bezdin makes a mistake in paskening a shiloh, they must bring a parhelim dover as a kapara for the entire tzibor. If, however, one person makes a mistake from an einus Bezdin, then that person must bring a chatas for the shkaga, the Mishnah. If her husband and son, woman's husband and son, went to Medina Sayam and they came and told her bad news, first they said your husband died. Then, in fact, right after that, your son died. So since a child was alive at the time of the father's death, there's no chiyab yibam. So then she went, and she married someone new. Then they came and told her that the story was reversed. It was the other way around. Really, first the son died, then the father died. So she must now leave the new husband, and the children are considered mamzerim. The Gemara. Rabbi Akiva holds that Kedushin is not typhus if someone marries Chayvid Lavin. The Chachamim say, by a regular lav, the Kedushin is typhus. So a child from this marriage would not be a mamzer, because we say, ain mamzer be yavam. If a man makes Kedushin to a woman that should be Chal after she becomes a Ger, of course it can't be Chal now, it can only be Chal later, so it's not Chal, because we say it's a Dabr Shalaiba Li'ayla. Tatsadi Gimel. Can a person make a netter to give away something which doesn't belong to her yet? The Gemara answers, it's a Machlekes. Although many Tanaim hold, a person can give away something that isn't in the world yet. On Shabbos, one is not allowed to take off Meiser Paris, Midr because Einik Shabbos must be preserved. If a woman says, my husband died, we believe her, and she can marry someone else. And regarding Aguna, we believe in Eid Echad, either because Mishum Demilsa de Igluye Le the Eid is afraid that if he lies, he'll be exposed, or because the woman will investigate on her own. According to Rava, one Eid is believed for the purpose of Yavama. This is learned from a Kalbachemer. If Eid Echad is believed for the Daraisa Veshesish, surely the Eid Echad is believed for this. We are now holding at the next Mishnah, and at this point we will conclude our share.